since since then there was GTA 4 on PS3 mm. and GTA 5 on PS3 and then GTA it was originally released are we on the PS4 or PS5 right now? We're on the PS5. Well, I'm not yet, but well, <laughs> yeah, the general. world is, yeah. No, it was originally PS uh GTA 5 was originally released on the PS3 and then you could get a next gen upgrade to the PS4 oh, and true. also the Xbox 1. Since then, it's only been GTA 5. Yeah. In the space that it took them to release GTA 3 through GTA 4 and GTA 5, we have only had GTA 5. Jeez. I forgot it was that long ago. It was one of those last PS3 ones and then with the next-gen upgrade. Wow. Yep. Damn. It's been that long since we've had a, a new GTA game. They're making games like I get around to playing them. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Now, what uh, they're doing is they're milking GTA Online. That's that's what they're fucking doing. They're still making millions of dollars a year from GTA Online. So why pump out new content when you could just milk your existing whales? I've had too much caffeine today for you to put <laughs> images in my head, and I'm literally thinking about milking whales. <laughs> no, An I'll tell actual you literal whale. Yeah, I I'll tell you when I realize because I've been trying to actually cut back on the caffeine because I've been having trouble sleeping. Well, I've always had trouble sleeping, but like it's been bad lately. I'm like, okay, I've got to work this shit out. But uh, today, like, I was very low energy, and I knew I needed that like afternoon caffeine to be lively for the podcast. And but I know that I've hit critical caffeination when uh, my head. <laughs> starts getting loopy do you ever uh, you ever get like a song stuck in your head that you absolutely hate oh yeah you cannot get rid of it all the fucking time well i i was to the point today where like my mind was just looping like i'm i mean i was sitting there like you know working and just anytime i would like start to zone out like daydream or whatever i would say not only do i hear the song in my head but i start singing it without even realizing that I'm singing it. And today's song du jour was fucking Mr. Jones from the Counting Crows. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's they... not a bad song. I like that song. Oh, damn you. It's, it's, it's one... catchy as fuck. That's the problem. I don't... Ugh, it drives me nuts. But it was. it's forever like carved in stone in my brain because it was one of those that played non-stop mm -hmm. when it came out it's like yeah. like my heart will go on the fucking titanic's <laughs> on like i'll be 80 years old on my deathbed and that'll pop in my head i'll be like god damn it but <laughs> but this fucking Mr. Jones, i don't remember the last time i even heard it but out of nowhere my brain just manifests that and i'm sitting there like anytime i started spacing out like zoning out Mr. Jones. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Have you watched any 90s rom-coms? Not lately, no. I <laughs> swear to God, it, it's maybe been 15 years at least since I've even heard that song. And it just poof in my head and it won't go away. It's driving me insane. At least it's not, look at this photograph. 
<laughs> and that's the, the guy that I don't remember who's the front man of the Counting Crows. I don't remember his name, just his doofy hair. But it, <laughs> he had that like mid 90s whiny alt rock voice that Mr. John is driving me nuts. Oh, and then the first half of the day was. I don't know why it came up in conversation, but me and Meg were talking about pure moods. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> the, hey, why, hi, why. <laughs> and I couldn't stop doing it. And Meg just like gave me the look. That's like, I will divorce you. <laughs> like that's a, that's a song that could end a marriage. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. So that was my day. How you doing, Todd? How's your how's your weekend? By the way, everybody, welcome to the Getting Off Topic podcast. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, what's going on? Not much, not much at all for me. No interesting songs popping into my head this weekend. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm that's the problem. I make fun of it, and so the voice just gets worse and worse. It becomes uh-huh. like comically stupid <laughs> uh moving on well what's so nothing nothing exciting what's your week what's what's happening nothing exciting the only thing i've done this week is i uh started watching uh the fear street series so i watched episode or, uh movie number one of the fear street uh as did meg and i just uh last night in fear street 94 Oh, so the music choices were straight out of my fucking childhood. I could not believe how accurate they were with the music. That was speaking of 90s music. Oh, God, they didn't slip it in there, did they? Is that where I picked it up? <laughs> Let's find out. Let me look it up. Oh, God, did did Fear Street 94 roofie me with the County Crows? <laughs> Jesus. And it was overloaded, too. Like we, the, the movie starts and... Like instantly, it's like they're just throwing in hit after hit after hit to the point where it started getting kind of ridiculously excessive. Like I was enjoying it, but there's like a I think once the main girl, I forget her name already, but once she's there's once she gets to the high school and she's like walking down the hall, it's most typical like, oh, let's casually meet all the major players in the high school, the hallway shot. And like every time, like the camera cuts, like every five seconds, there's a new song. They just keep cutting and cutting like they're changing radio dials. There was no Mr. Jones, but (sighs) uh, so we start out with Closer. Only happens when it rains is when she's doing her whole emo thing. Yeah. Uh, Then we get the brother listening to Fear of the Dark, which was amazing. That's one of my favorite songs as as a kid. Yeah. We had uh, Machine Head Bush. That I think that was the hallway scene was Machine Head. Yeah. Uh, sour times like 10 other songs in that whole oh yeah scene, I swear to yeah God. sour times from portishead insane in the brain from cypress hill creep radiohead yeah. thursday 99 tales jeezy and hustlers from snoop dog more human than human that was a good scene mm-hmm. killing me softly uh white town always a favorite uh yeah. you only hurt the ones you love jordan and natalie and the mills brothers don't remember that one uh, Sweet Jane, Firestarter. That was a good scene. Firestarter. Yeah, that was rad. <laughs> Wicked Firestarter. Uh, hey from the Pixies, School's Out, and The Day I Tried to Live from Soundgarden to end it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Day I tried to live. 
See, that's that's the the nineties yeah. voice that I enjoy. The the grunge, uh, the sound garden, all that. Chris Cornell. Yep. R.I.P. Yep. We've talked about Meg's utter hatred for um uh for, no for uh well maybe that too but uh no Pearl Jam for Eddie Vedder. Oh, she hates she hates Eddie Vedder too. Oh God, yeah. Any it's she doesn't it's Eddie Vedder and um oh who was it um Stone Temple Pilots um gigantic douchebag blanking on his name anyway the. The lower, any you know, the Eddie Vedder, that <laughs> Eddie Vedder slash Kool Aid Man <laughs> slash Fat Albert. She can't <laughs> stand it if any of dares come on the radio. It's it's on the same level of reggae for her. Like she hears the first few bars and is like, nope, nope, change it. <laughs> oh, she's out on reggae. Too. I knew she was out on ska because it's too 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 much. Mm. <laughs> but I didn't know she was out on reggae too. But I, I, I can't have a big beef with ska. I don't know. I mean, it's rare that I ever we ever hear ska anymore. But it's well, Sublime would be considered ska, and I knew she hated Sublime. Yeah, I guess that's true. She's not into stoner stuff at all. I guess <laughs> except <laughs> I, except the D. <laughs> except the D. Yes. Everybody loves the D. Everybody loves the D. <laughs> <laughs> I get where she's coming from with Eddie Vedder, though. For for Pearl Jam stuff. I am like exactly split half and half, like half of their stuff I love and half of their stuff I absolutely fa- hate. In fact, one of the songs I hate the most is is one of their songs. It's actually a cover they do of like an old 50s song. Um, it's the, the, the one about the, the car crash where uh, his, his him and his wife are in a car crash or him and his girlfriend are in a car crash. His girlfriend or wife dies. Oh, and yeah. The lyrics are just ridiculously, ridiculously depressing and sad and downer. And he's singing it in this like higher sort of jaunty-ish way. And it's just, I cannot stand it. I don't remember this song. We're going to have to look it up. (laughs) Anyway. Um, But yeah, so Fear Street 94, that was rad. Uh, we'll have to the watch first the horror movie that I've watched in a long time. I don't oh, typically yeah? watch horror anymore. Yeah, it's a good. I think it, it's a good crowd pleaser, like for mainstream for for anybody who's. Yeah, it's um, definitely a mainstream maybe just, horror. Maybe just dip their their toe into horror stuff, like with uh, with Stranger Things and whatnot. Um, yeah. Yeah, not, was good. not too many gnarly deaths in this one. Just the, I think the one, the cheerleader chick death was probably the worst death. Yeah. I was actually kind of surprised when they did start dying because for a while it felt like, oh, this is like a more family friendly kind of safer. It's not going to go there. Like it's not a full horror movie. It's still like a R.L. Stein, whatever. But then, yeah, they started slicing and dicing that girl. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, they Poor, just. Uh, a while to get there poor maya hawk maya hawk the uh the first girl you see in a horror movie is always going to be the one that dies first oh and yeah yeah she was the uh the sacrificial lamb <laughs> yeah but she'll be back in the next stranger things if they ever release that new season uh i think it's coming quarter one next year or quarter two next year yeah 
I think they had an official like, okay, we've pretty much done everything we need to do, so we're just in post production and FX time. Yeah. Um, we uh, well, speaking of horror stuff, I as of yesterday, I am one hundred percent up to date on all things The Walking Dead. I've finished Fear the Walking Dead. Nice. Um, the current season, season six, which just ended. And um, yeah, it's really, uh, ugh, it's, I'm really enjoying it. I started to get a bit bummed. I think I talked a little bit about it on here before where I was liking it even more than the main show now because mm-hmm. it moves a lot faster. Like their situation changes a lot. We're not spending three seasons at a prison or at Alexandria or something. <laughs> Is any of the original cast left for Fear the Walking Dead? Yeah, just a couple, just a couple. Um, and, and that's the thing, like a lot more major players have come and gone and the, even the OG people, um, I was actually talking to Deanna the other day. She stopped by and hung out with Meg for a bit the other day and, and her and on are loving it too, but she put it exactly right. Like the, the characters evolve more, they evolve and grow and change more. They go through some shit. Whereas in the main show, the walking dead, like, you know, rick grimes is always rick grimes like maybe for like half a minute he gets a little darker but then he just reverts back to good old boy and you know it's all the all their characters are very more static i think they're monolithic yeah can't change yeah which you know works for that show i guess but with fear the walking dead is it's like constantly about change their situations the characters etc and you would actually probably love where they're going I kind of like um, for people who haven't listened or, or people who haven't watched it yet. I don't want to spoil it, but if or I don't know if you want me to spoil it, Todd. If you planned on catching up with Fear the Walking Dead at all, or I, I do actually plan on uh, catching up eventually. Uh, what season are they on right now? Uh, this is season six that just ended, so they're filming season seven, and where they're going with it is shocking because I did not see it coming at all. Like it, they're making a huge environmental change that uh they're not doing it and they haven't done in this universe yet oh i want to talk talk about it so bad go ahead are they like physically relocating from the american southwest okay um all right so spoilerific for the next minute or two of uh of the podcast in fact i'm gonna oh i should be timing this podcast anyway (laughs) um all right for the next for the next two minutes, guys, if you don't want to get spoiled on season six of, uh, of Fear the Walking Dead, you can skip ahead in the podcast. Starting two minutes, starting now. Okay, so uh, in this in this sixth season, one of the big baddies, or what turns out to be the big baddie, is this crazy like Charlie Manson wannabe like cult guy who is indoctrinating these people, and he wants to basically destroy everything to rebuild anew to give the world a better second start you know uh, or begin or whatever to start from scratch didn't the zombie apocalypse already destroy everything you would think so but you know not quite they freaking nuked the place they're (laughs) going they're going total fallout so it's not just a zombie apocalypse show it's now it's not even a, a zombie western apocalypse now it's now a a nuclear western zombie apocalypse show 
that's where they're going for season seven. So like the, the, the guy, like the cultist guy, they were trying to stop him. They had like, there was a, a beached submarine that they found. Um, and it was like loaded with freaking nukes and it comes down to the wire and they they, they stop them from, from uh, sending them all off, but they get one missile in the air. And even that one splits off into multiple warheads. So they effectively like wiped out Texas which you know Uh, okay (laughs) um not a huge loss but yeah so that's like the finale is all the bombs dropping uh, everywhere and some of the main characters you see like get to like shelters because that's where the crazy cultists were gonna go so like underground um so are they actually in texas at this point or yeah they've been in texas for a while um damn they migrated yeah yeah they kind of that's again like the show really changes and goes around but uh but yeah, so that's where they're headed now, like total fallout, like the closest we'll get to real fallout TV show, at least so far. So, OK, two minutes. Hey, we had that. that we had that Nuka Nuka short or whatever the fuck it was called. Oh, yeah. Nuka Cola on YouTube for a while. I remember that. That was good shit. Yeah. I remember a while back uh, there was like rumors of a fallout TV show going because like Bethesda did some trademarking or something amazon has it has the the license and rights to do a show it's in pre 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 pre-production but nothing has been nothing has been filmed yet nothing has been really announced yet so there's still a chance it can come out but it's going to be from amazon studios so i mean the only successful things they've done so far is the boys i mean i guess jack ryan too but yeah well yeah we'll see um <clears throat> we got of course we'll talk later about the uh, loki finale which holy crap um and i was like geeking out and i'm um, talking with uh, eric and my sister the next day and just talking about like all the all the feels and everything and i mentioned to her hey if you want another uh wacky zany show that will also like rip your heart out of your ass um final space season three um meg and i finally binged all of that on the dvr um and the first two seasons of that by the way are on hbo max so i highly recommend those uh animated space opera basically um it's like completely absurd one minute and then like crushing your soul the next it's insane i highly highly recommend it um but they're uh they got those two seasons completed. Well, now season three, which uh, aired on Adult Swim. And I think season three, you can like, I, I think if you have like Adult Swim on demand or maybe streaming, you might be able to watch that third season there. But the rest of it's on HBO Max. Um, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Jackass forever? Yeah, they, they released the first poster for the, the latest Jackass movie. Oh my god. How are those people still alive? <laughs> well, not all of them are. That's true. Yeah. God. <laughs> have have you heard uh of the pre-production or have you heard of the produ- production drama around this movie? No, I didn't even know it existed, so. <laughs> oh, you didn't know it was happening. No, no. Well, it's actually it's actually coming out this year, October, but um so Bam Margera has actually been digressing again. He's been slipping back into his addiction issues and mm. his uh, 
like manic depressive issues and all that kind of stuff. And he actually, uh, so they had made a condition uh, for him. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll put you in this movie. You can be in this movie if you stay sober. Yeah. Of course he did not stay sober. Mm. And then they, they fell, oh, they followed through all of the main cast members and the director followed through and fired him, basically kicked him out of the movie. Wow. And then uh, he went nuts he went absolutely berserk and he threatened to kill the director, uh, Tremaine. I can't remember. And then uh, they actually got a restraining order against him. Jesus. The the director and I think a couple of the, the cast members as well. And when, when Steve-O tells you you have a fucking problem, you have a <laughs> fucking problem. Yeah. Though that guy has turned his life around and is, is a crazy inspirational story. Like... That's what I've heard. I, I mean, I, I don't like follow him or anything, but tiny little bits. I've seen like a, um, you know, a post here and there or something about people like. Oh yeah, he's he's been sober for like ten years. He's been like super like into the like uh, recovery and helping others part of the recovery process. So he's a giant advocate for. Uh, recovering alcoholics and recovering drug addicts and all that kind of stuff. He do, does a lot of good uh, appearances with that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Um, let's see. I don't really have any sort of effective transition for that. Hey, hey, Todd. <laughs> addiction issues and recovery and shit. You want to talk about dumb video games and shit? <laughs> yes, my addiction. Let's talk about my addictions. There you go. <laughs> oh, well, thank God you're not addicted to like um, spending uh, obscene amounts of money collecting. Or maybe if you had obscene amounts of money, maybe you would. <laughs> oh, I, I would be. I I have that. Uh, I have that trait. Luckily, I don't have the wallet to back up that trait. There you go. Uh, did you catch the news about the sealed Super Mario sixty four? I did. Sold for more than a million. One point one point six or one point four, something like that. Yeah. It is now yeah. the most expensive video game. Oh, one one point five one point five six million last Sunday, which broke the previous record, which was just made uh, for the Legend of Zelda game. That yeah, was the first run Legend of Zelda. Yeah, for eight hundred seventy k. That's fucking. God damn! I wish I held on to my shit. <laughs> Well, you would have had to have held on to it and kept it factory sealed, which yeah. nobody did. That's why. Who does that? I yeah. I don't get it. Well, it, some little old grandma that bought it for her grandson and then promptly forgot about it. It's got yeah. one sitting in her closet that'll come up for an, an estate sale. And then there you go. There you go. Yeah. It was like still in the wrapping and then grandma like forgot to bring it to the party and then it just got shoved to the back of the closet forever or something. Yep. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, this news I was not expecting. Netflix is apparently trying to get in on the game business. Yeah, Netflix we're not sure exactly what that entails, but I mean, Gamefly still exists. Gamefly is still a thing, so yeah. And go ahead. Are they are they planning on doing streaming games? It wasn't really too 
detailed. They just want to spend some of that billions of dollars that they have. Yeah, they're planning on adding games to their subscription service model. And uh, thus far, the company, quote, the company does, doesn't currently plan to charge extra for the content. Okay, sure. Yeah, it'll go up. Of course Pretty it will. <laughs> now, but, if they do some sort of like browser-based... Um, if they're if they're planning on making original games, what they could do is they could make like tie-in browser-based games, which would be an interesting idea. But yeah. if they want to like be a like actual developer or host like AAA titles, yeah. I don't know what that's going to entail. Oh yeah, that was that was part of the uh, announcement. They did hire uh, this guy, uh, Mike Verdu, who was formerly of EA and Facebook slash Oculus. Oh. Uh, okay, so it's going to be garbage. So, yeah, he's a VP of game development. So that implies that Netflix is looking to create its own games, not just licensing out others. Um, it's going to be garbage, terrible Facebook games and, and like <laughs> mobile game shit. All right, I'm already, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, here's one that was intriguing, though. Valve's Steam Deck. I pre-ordered. Well, I didn't pre-ordered. I reserved a copy, or I reserved one. It sound. It looks fun. I mean, it's basically a Nintendo Switch that'll play all your PC games. Which, yeah. that, yeah, that sounds awesome. That sounds really awesome. I, I was, I was torn on the day it, it, it the 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 day it came out for uh, pre-purchase. Um, you only have to put $5 down to reserve your copy or to reserve your physical, physical um, device. And then you have to pay it in full when it gets close to the, when it gets within 30 days of your delivery, your target delivery date. Um, so I didn't, I didn't uh, pre-purchase one when I went to bed. Well, the pre-purchases opened at 10 AM and I go to bed usually around seven thirty eight o'clock. So I was like, eh, I'll skip it. I'll pass. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the the first target group that's supposed to release is going to be at the end of this year. So November, December is when they're estimating the first units will ship. Okay. So by the time I woke up, I had changed my mind as I like, fuck, I want one. <laughs> so I log into Steam. I get up the I, I get up the pre-order page and estimated delivery quarter to 2022. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Shit. Uh, so my batch won't uh, won't become available for at least another full year wow oh well but yeah so it's now it's not just a console for gaming it's actually nope. a pc so you yeah it's a it's a full-on fucking pc yeah so you, I mean, it's built like a nintendo switch like a handheld or like a game gear <laughs> basically yeah but uh but yeah, you can plug it into a monitor or TV, install apps and software, use it to stream video, whatever. You can put a full-on copy of Windows on there. You you don't. It's based. It's running off of a Steam version of Linux. Mm -hmm. um, but you, if you wanted to, and, the, and they've said straight out of the box that no cracking, no hacking, no anything. You, if you want to install Windows on here, you can just install Windows on here. Nice, like a dual boot situation. Um, you could try dual booting, but I think it's probably better to just install Windows. I mean, because you can run the Steam client off of Windows, so there's no necessary. Uh, it's not needed to have a dual boot. Okay, 
Oh, here it is. The Steam Deck will begin shipping in December 2021. Um, expected order availability in quarter one of 2022 for the 64 gig version. Qu quarter one next year, quarter two for the 256 gig version and quarter three for the 512 gig version. Yeah, I got the 512 version. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, you have to wait till later next year anyway. Yeah. Right. Boo! Yay. Yeah, because you can't even fit a single like AAA title on the 64 gig. Yeah. Like what? What's? Yeah. Oh well. Well, you will be waiting for that. I will be grabbing my uh, Switch, Switch Pro or whatever they're calling it, the Switch OLED, this October. <laughs> the Switch barely different. Barely different. Well, it's different to me because I don't have a Switch. So. <laughs> yeah. No, it's perfectly fine for you. Yep. Yep um i think that's it i had for gaming everything else is all uh or movies and tv shit uh it's been kind of a slow week for games uh not much yep, going on <laughs> yeah I, I want that another one i will never not hear that <laughs> you you still haven't listened to the fucking album that i gave you to listen to oh god we listened to like 10 seconds of it and that was that was brutal enough no, you have to listen to at least a few tracks off of it. Because uh, I lis I listen to that fucking Mortal Kombat garbage. <laughs> so you have to listen to a few tracks at least. Uh, all right. I'll play it as the audio uh, at the end of the podcast. It'll be the outro music. <laughs> and we'll lose what little subscribers we have. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a slow week. Uh, the only the only interesting thing that has come out this week really is uh, apparently uh, Blizzard is sort of hemorrhaging. Um, World of World of Warcat World of Warcraft is floundering. Of Warcats? <laughs> yes, that's the the new that's the new expansion they're coming out with. Oh Just my cat god! People. I'm a genius. That's a that's how you bring people back. God, only <laughs> people, World of War cats, bring it. <laughs> yes, do it. Especially, especially since their biggest competition right now is Final Fantasy XIV, which has cat girls in it anyway. <laughs> uh, so just bring cat girls right into World of Warcraft. That'll 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 be perfect. So yeah, you're no. saying didn't they just have like a new expansion? But it's so. Yeah, World of Warcraft Shadowlands is the new expansion, and it was fun for like five minutes, <laughs> and then of course it becomes super stale and bad because Blizzard development is fucking atrocious lately. Like the art and the story, well, some of the story is still amazing as always, but like the big overarching story, like the, the major storyline beats that it takes into the raid and the, the major players is still fucking garbage like mm -hmm. that. So they have like two different story teams. They have the, the various quests in the zone story team. And then they have the overarching major storyline team. The zones and quests storyline team is amazing. The overarching story team is fucking atrocious and garbage. They're the ones that handle the the major lore and the the major characters and what they're doing and what's happening to them. So the storyline is is just fucking terrible right now. But the the worst part is is like they've it they they released the expansion in like I don't know, 
like August or October of last year. And the first major patch, the first major like additional content that came out for it is was just released like this week or last week. So players have been playing the same content for six, eight months now. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge problem for World of Warcraft. Usually that doesn't happen until the end of an expansion. At the end of the expansion, you might go six, eight months, maybe even a year between when the final raid is released and when the next expansion comes out. Um, But yeah, right now they've been like time gating stuff. They've been just slowing everybody's progress down like waiting for this expander this this new uh story uh patch to come out and now that it's out people are like are you fucking kidding me we waited eight months for this shit (laughs) jesus yeah so uh, there's been a major exodus from players leaving wow and i think uh they're at their all-time low subscriber levels at this point. Mm. Um, so there might be big changes coming to WoW, like, soon. So the end is near. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think they'll shut it down, but uh, I think they might stop developing it. Because, I mean, WoW is still a huge moneymaker. I mean, it's still one of the top... If it, Even if it's not the top MMO anymore which I think Final Fantasy, I think there are some like database numbers out there saying Final Fantasy 14 has overtaken it. And it's the first time it's like been dethroned in like 10 years or something like that. Hmm. Um, but even if it stops being like the top one or top three MMO, they can like keep it on life support and keep the servers running and still make millions of dollars a year. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, so that makes sense. Um, speaking of, um, updates to older games, this is, I did actually have one more bit of gaming news. Um, I didn't expect this, but, uh, the Witcher three is getting updates, um, since the, you know, uh, the rise of the Netflix series, the Witcher three is now getting, well, first off, it's getting a, uh, a next gen update. So, uh, it's going to be on the PS five and Xbox series X, and that will be a free upgrade for anybody who purchased the original, um, also, it will be a complete edition with some new DLC that's themed after the show. So um, I think it's just like some extra like exclusive items and stuff. But still, it's probably a, a skin that will be like Henry Cavill or something. <laughs> but nice. But yeah, next gen update plus uh, plus some new stuff. So that's cool. Um, we might get a new Tom Clancy game, which uh, is fun because we haven't had a new Tom Clancy game in forever. I think Byron was talking about that uh, a couple months back. The Splinter Cell. Oh, yeah, because they announced, yeah. like a, I think, an animated show or something, but no new games. <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm not interested. Yeah. It's sort of like a free-to-play kind of mobile-looking game. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> nah. that. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of super spy stuff, bouncing over to movies, Black Widow, which I haven't seen yet, so no spoilers, please. But sure. I think I think we mentioned this last time. You already saw it, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I had nothing better to do, and my my mom and brother were here, so yeah, I'll catch the five dollar matinee. But um, 
there was a little bit of news because um, Kevin Feige uh, did, I think he did a little podcast interview and he said to expect uh, David Harbour and Rachel Weiss to return to the MCU um, very in the very near future, basically. So the, you won't have to wait long to see their characters again. Um, nice. The Red Guardian and uh, Melina Vostokov. Yeah. They could have, they definitely could have shown up in Falcon and the Winter Soldier and had this movie come out before. Um, I think they probably would have. All right. Well, I do know that uh, Julia, Julia Louis Dreyfus character is in the movie, right? Yeah. I got that already spoiled for me. Well, I mean, I think it was in headlines a while back that her character was supposed to be introduced in this film and then appear in Falcon and the Soldier, but then it ended up, the reverse ended up happening. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Uh, oh, I did uh, catch up on that latest episode of The Bad Batch. Um, nice. I needed to talk to you about that because I got beef or I need an explanation because how exactly do these uh, clone troopers uh, like mind control chips work? Because up to this point, from what I understood is that once Order 66 kicked in, it's like true allegiance to the Empire no matter what. So and no Jedi, order, order 66 so they have a whole list of like a hundred orders i don't remember the exact list of the orders but order 66 is only specific to the jedi order specific uh, order 66 specifically states the jedi are enemies of the republic kill okay. all jedis okay so that's what i figured and so in this well in this latest episode we got uh, the follow-up from last um Last week, uh, uh, Hera and the Bad Batch rescuing her parents, uh, General Sandula, whatever, and her uncle. Um, but it featured the first time that we're seeing other clone troopers who supposedly have those chips activated actually starting to think for themselves and saying like, hey, this isn't right what we're doing here. And they're laying down arms and saying, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be a part of this anymore and walking away, uh, like rebelling from the Empire, basically even though they have operational chips in their heads. So the chips are only active when an order is issued. So they, they have some, they have some uh, control to modify their behavior, but they aren't blindly loyal due to the chips, unless a specific order is activated. If a specific order is activated, then they will blindly follow that order. But at the same time, then that doesn't make sense because we got that episode when, um, when Wrecker's chip started to kick in and he was like instant kill bot. Like the, the, I don't think there was any specific order in that moment saying like, get rid of the bad batch and all that's their... just because his chip is malfunctioning. He's got a, he's got a bad chip. Okay. All right. I guess I'd buy it. Well, for that's because <laughs> have you seen, did you not notice every, every episode they made sure to point out he's getting a head injury. Like every episode he hits his head. Yeah. Every episode, he's complaining about head pain. All right. So, like, That's it's a clear all T one thousand good soldier follow orders and all that. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay, I and buy the sa- it. The same thing happens to Crosshair. I think he gets hit in the head or shot in the head or something like that. Yeah. In in like the first episode. Yeah. These are the important minutia 
<laughs> of the geek universe that we must work out. We need answers. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it comes to Star Wars, like we have to, yeah. we have to, because everything in the past has had like explanations and story and, and reasoning yeah. and like 50,000 pages drawn out in the expanded universe to explain one thing. <laughs> what are we doing with our lives? <laughs> uh, speaking of geek minutia, I did see, well, we had an almost headline earlier. All the geek websites went uh, crazy because on Twitter there were set photo leaks, more leaks from the, uh, the Flash movie set of Michael Keaton's uh, Batcave and Batmobile. And by the time I got around to looking at it, the tweets were deleted. <laughs> so oh, good I thing I didn't. Nothing to show you. <laughs> I didn't look at them myself because I didn't want to get spoiled. Uh, I, if if it's yeah. full, like, 89 Batman, if it's the original Batmobile from my childhood, I will go apeshit. Yeah. Well, at the same time, I mean, it's got to be. At the same time, they're uh, pushing. You must have seen the news about the new Batman 89 comic run that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, they're. it's clear that they're doing that concurrently with you know, all the nostalgia set up for the Flash movie. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, talk going around that apparently Keaton is signed on for multiple projects. As yeah, I think that... So he might end up being like DC's answer to a Nick Fury mentor type to be strung along for a few movies. I think that's been confirmed for a while because I think when he first was rumored for for this movie that he was signed for multiple movies yeah yeah but it's also looking extremely more and more likely that uh uh henry cavill is not returning for superman but uh we still haven't yeah it's hard to say because i don't like uh i feel like that's a situation like uh ryan reynolds and trying to pull hugh jackman back as wolverine <laughs> because uh <laughs> Well, one of my next uh, articles I was talking about, uh, talking about things that aren't likely uh, after years and years of like, is this movie even going to fucking happen? Uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, uh, reported that they have wrapped production on Black Adam has actually finished filming. Yep. Um, and yeah, and he, he he's one of the people that's championing, championing, re-signing or bringing back Henry Cavill. Yeah, he has been adamant about wanting him to stay as Superman and for them to do projects together. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure Henry Cavill would love it, but. He's, uh, he's, he's got some witchering to do. <laughs> <laughs> and there was that, uh, that post he made that made everybody go crazy because he was holding what appeared to be uh, lore on mass effect. Uh, suggesting yeah. that maybe he's studying up for the part who knows yeah oh speaking of um ryan reynolds deadpool technically made his entrance into the mcu <laughs> in a very uh, like fashion and uh, very tight uh taika waititi fashion too yeah so on youtube they released a uh it's a promo for ryan reynolds current movie coming out is it out or it's about to come out finally I think it's about to come out like this month. Yeah, I think this has been delayed for like a year and a half or two years. Oh yeah. And they comment on that in the thing, but yeah, it's, it's a on YouTube. It's this promo for the movie and it's Deadpool sitting on a couch with Korg 
from Thor Ragnarok and soon Love and Thunder, played by Taika Waititi. And they're sitting on the couch together doing a YouTube style like trailer reaction to the Free Guy trailer. And so they sit there and watch it and just commenting on it and shitting on it. And yeah, Deadpool, as Ryan Reynolds uh, mentions, like, oh, God, wasn't I thought this movie came out like three years ago. What the hell? (laughs) It just goes on and on like that. I think it was literally supposed to come out in 2019 and got delayed for some reason to 2020 and then 2020 happened and then I got delayed. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah. I was like, what the hell was that? Uh, They're after me, apparently. (laughs) Um, There another stabbing at the Home Depot right across the street from you. Probably. (laughs) Right up the street from the giant hipster uh, food court, <laughs> stabbings and people of the night and whatnot. Uh, in other delayed movie news, Indiana Jones 5, uh, Antonio Banderas has now joined the cast. Okay. Yeah. And a geriatric actor. That's good. He's all right. He's what, in his 50s, maybe? He's not that old. He's not I'm Harrison old Ford old. <laughs> well, yeah, not many are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Antonio Banderas. Uh, I haven't heard of him doing anything in a while. Oh, the last thing I saw him in was, um, well, I caught bits of it, but Meg was watching like a, a TV, like short run series he did like a year or two back on uh, Picasso. He played Picasso, uh, which was all right. Um. But yeah, so he has now joined the cast of Indiana Jones 5. He uh, is 60 the, years old. 60? Wow. Um, I mean, he doesn't look it. but No. Yeah. He is also currently in the uh, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard <laughs> with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson. And I, uh, actually, Salma Hayek. So that's a, a reuniting with them for them Desperado days. <laughs> I, I couldn't make it through that first film. It was okay. It, it wasn't anything memorable. It was, it was like, it was fine. It was supposed to be quippy and fun and actiony. And I, like, I normally love Ryan Reynolds. I normally love Samuel L. Jackson. I absolutely love Sam Hayek. I, I couldn't make it through. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I'm still curious if, because I've seen the first one, I'll, I want to see the second one. Um, but yeah, that came out last month. Um, Antonio Banderas is also, I didn't even know this. He's in Uncharted as well. He's in the Uncharted movie, which rap production last year, I think. And I see he, him being the villain in that. Yeah, that'd be rad. And he is also returning in another uh, Puss in Boots movie <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> Puss well, in of course. Boots, last wish. Yeah. That's that, what I that's want. A, oh, go ahead. That's a money train. Like, you. You show up like once every two or three years to record like 10 hours of dialogue. They cut it down to like two hours of usable dialogue. And there you go. There's your check. That's that's the dream. I need to become a successful enough actor where I'm a big name. And then (laughs) I can spend the rest of the time just like getting high profile voice acting gigs. So I can just chill and like talking to a mic and that's that. (laughs) And you don't even have to put on a voice. You're just talking your normal voice, maybe slightly, uh, slightly accent it yeah because but yeah just like Antonio Madera's is, is he's just him playing puss, puss in boots he's not putting on anything but yeah by then you the idea is you're famous enough where it's just it's 
gimmicky like oh wow it's him it's it's that guy it's like oh wow it's Antonio Banderas it's fucking William Shatner it's whoever <laughs> uh, uh, anyway um oh going back to uh Fear Street there was a little article I saw it was uh the director of the 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 trilogy of movies that just came out um Jan- uh, Lee Jan- Janik Janik I I am butchering that last name. Anyway, director of the new Netflix Fear Street trilogy uh, was in a little interview and she was saying she's hoping to make this kind of a, almost like a horror MCU. (laughs) Um, I didn't read the full article because it started getting into spoiler territory, but basically it, it ends the, the series ends to a point where it lends itself to putting on more stories like this. The book is closed on this whole part of the world but they could expand this whole universe for you know endless movies and stuff to come so so we'll see um i'm I'm in i will watch i will watch more i plan on watching the other two fear street and i'd watch anything else in the universe i think yeah uh there was a a new trailer for the final season of walking dead also the main show they're they're billing it as like a trilogy so they're breaking it up into like three parts i guess the the first uh like portion of episodes uh actually starts on my birthday august 22nd um parts two and three sometime next year and there was oh, we, a- did, we didn't huh? even talk about the 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 court case news that just broke a couple of days ago Frank Darabont has won his court case. Ordered AMC is ordered to pay two hundred million dollars to him. Damn, right. and, it was, uh, like some uh, they didn't pay him out like the profit sharing that was supposedly originally promised or something. Yeah, they they did they did the typical Hollywood books and they underreported how much money the show made. So wow, oh, to the tune of yeah, to the tune well of what he's owed is two hundred million, but yeah. So they underreported it by like something like a billion dollars or something. Jesus. Yeah. And then that means Kirkman has more ammunition for his lawsuit because Kirkman also has a lawsuit against AMC. Oh shit. Yeah. For the same he, thing? Uh for similar things. Yeah. Damn. So yeah. Kirkman is still working with them, but uh, he's he's suing them. <laughs> That sounds Which like is a, interesting. Sounds like a comfy board meeting there. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Whatever. Get that money. Pretty much. That uh, trailer for the the final season too. They they threw in a lot of Rick in there. There's a whole lot of Rick Grimes. So I think they're. I mean, no new footage, but harking back to him and voiceover with him a lot and everything too. So I think it's obvious that like all the characters are gonna meet up again. So. Speaking yeah. of Rick, have you watched uh, any of the new episodes of Rick and Morty? Uh, yes, yes, we have. Uh, oh shit, yeah, today's Sunday. Sweet, Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, uh, episode five or six this week, I think. Yeah. What the hell was the last one? Every oh, that was the uh, the fucking the, the attack of the killer sperm. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking horse. The oh, the thing God. at the veterinary hospital. Yeah. You know who the 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 queen or the princess horse person was? That's Christina Ricci. Oh God, I thought I recognized her voice, and the horse <laughs> even kind of looked like her. <laughs> Jesus, 
Oh God. That they always pull random huge celebrity names to voice the weirdest random characters. I want it's like, it's like South Park when they'd got like uh George Clooney to, to do like oh, it was the like dog. dog. Yeah, it was, yeah, the, he was dog. the dog in the, the South Park movie. Yeah, that was one of their first like high profile ones. Jesus. Um well on the uh subject of uh horror, actually. This one actually looks really cool. There is, I remember hearing rumors about this before that they were trying to start it up, but it didn't sound likely because they did, they did that child's play uh, reboot movie, which I actually heard mixed things about. Some people actually really enjoyed it. Like they weren't, they were said it was surprisingly decent. I still have to watch that. Um, however, the original Chucky the child's play creator, Don Mancini is doing a TV show. He's actually able to pull together a, a upcoming series um, on sci-fi. On sci-fi, yeah. He's going back to the OG style Chucky, and it's actually completely in canon with all of the movies. I was reading this article about it, and they said, like, yeah, we're one, we're one of the the rare horror franchises where we've lasted this long. It's been like thirty three years of <laughs> like movies and shit, and like the it's not like um uh like halloween or or uh, or friday the 13th where like things go wonky and like the story like they they kind of soft reboot it every couple of years they just kind of say oh scrap what happened in that story we're going on to these people now no like the the child's play franchise has been one continuous story this entire time and they're pulling elements and uh tying up loose ends all through this show while pushing the story forward jennifer um, tilly is back jennifer so tilly she'll... is back as tiffany and brad dorif is back as chucky yeah um it sounds cool there there was a little trailer and they released a uh a little poster with just you know chucky there holding the knife um it's actually going to premiere on sci-fi and usa uh october oh. 12th <laughs> october 12th is the premiere and there was yeah there was a quick little teaser it doesn't really show much at all um but it's uh, oh, where here we here we go. We got a description. Uh, an idyllic American town is thrown into chaos after a vintage good guy doll turns up at a suburban yard sale. Soon, everyone must grapple with a series of horrifying murders that begin to expose the town's deep hypocrisies and hidden secrets. Uh, meanwhile, friends and foes from Chucky's past creep back into his world and threaten to expose the truth behind his mysterious origins as a seemingly ordinary child who somehow became this notorious monster. Um. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm yeah. sold. I'll watch it. Cool. I I never did watch the reboot, the one that came out in 2019. But now I might have to. Mark Hamill actually plays the voice of Chucky. Yeah, that was one of the few things that made me want to watch it. Uh, I remember hearing Aubrey his voice Plaza is in it, so yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, holy shit! Blast from the past. Uh, Devin Sawa is in this TV show. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um. Yeah, a number of homages, purposeful callbacks to the movies franchise. Uh, yeah, this uh, in-depth article it was this interview with the uh, with the creator, and he was saying they they really a lot of the the longtime fans have always said that probably their favorite out of all the movies is the second one, Child's Play Two. And I remember that was I I only saw the first two back in the day, like when I was a kid. 
And I remember the second one specifically really creeping me the fuck out. And they mentioned in this was the way the director of that one, uh, John Lafia, he's passed away now, but the way that he shot the scenes with Chucky that made him so imposing because it's hard to make like a, what a three foot doll, like terrifying, like, this <laughs> but it was just like the cinematographer for that was really good. Even, especially like in the eighties when they didn't, you know, we can't like CG it up or pretty it up too much. But I remember specifically that second movie being fucking terrifying and, or maybe just hit me at the right age or something, but uh, they said they're, they're really going back to like the roots, the way that they handled the, the scenes and stuff there. So sounds cool for the horror nerds. There you go. And holy shit. I, I just realized where Devin Sawa is from. Idle hands. <laughs> Idle hands, little giants and Casper. Wasn't he the guy in uh, final destination also? Yeah, he was a Final Destination, but I didn't yeah. watch Final Destination. It's the first one, but yeah. First yep. and fifth. Devin Sawa. Wow. <laughs> yep. Oh, and uh, horror related as well. What We Do in the Shadows. We got a little season three teaser, uh, which is fun. It's just a really quick, like, 30-second thing they put out online. Um, Nandor, the lead uh, vampire dude, he's got a VR headset on. So he's VRing, uh, walking around a bright sunny day outside. <laughs> <laughs> he's all like captivated by it until he like runs into a fucking wall. <laughs> but yeah. American just... Horror Stories uh, has been advertising like crazy. I, I don't watch it myself, but I've been seeing the ads on fucking everything. Yeah. I just saw one the other day. Well, then now they're finally launching the, uh, the anthology version. It's like yeah. a bunch of short stories, I guess. Yep. As far as I can tell, and it just looks fucking creepy as shit and super out there. But and that's the trailer. I don't know if that translates into the actual show or not. Maybe I'll check that. That's every time I hear them announcing in like the next season, I'm like, do I want to go back to my bad girlfriend? Uh, <laughs> want to give her another shot? I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you what I want to give a shot. Um, Taika's other new show reservation dogs got a trailer did you catch oh, that, that finally got a trailer yeah yeah that's uh, coming uh, august 9th on fx and that looks like a lot of fun it's we'll watch that as soon as the uh as the podcast is done yeah yeah that looks like a lot of fun uh also uh you brought this news to me todd the why the last man teaser yeah well, we got a teaser, which is really nothing. It's just a little voiceover over some graphics, but just talking about like how many people died, you know, with the the event or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's it's a proof of life. <laughs> this show is actually happening, <laughs> and uh, oh, and a premiere date September thirteenth. Um, that's going to be ten episodes in this first season for Why the Last Man and. The first two episodes actually dropped September 13th. Um, oh, and then the last one I had in the world of Game of Thrones, if anybody's still interested in that, <laughs> it feels like the finale was ages ago. How has it been two years already? It's it's literally it was 2019 was the final season. Wow. So the 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 atrocious ending that was almost worse than the pandemic and then the <laughs> pandemic world then the pandemic just uh 
it caused COVID. <laughs> it caused COVID, yes. <laughs> and then the pandemic completely drove it from our minds. Oh, God. So, yeah, uh, HBO is still shuffling around their plans for uh, how they're going to keep that cash cow moving. Uh, we already have seen some uh, promo photos of a few of the characters for the, the first spinoff. Uh, it was the House of the Dragon that's the first yeah. one that's going to come off. That's uh, focusing on the Targaryen house during their reign and the eventual civil war that breaks out against them. Um, but. Uh, well, it doesn't break yeah. out against them. It breaks out amongst them. Amongst it's, them. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're not, they're not covering Robert's war. Right. So HBO max has now apparently ordered two more animated spinoffs and canceled one of the live action spinoffs. So let's see HBO max or oh, they're developing three animated shows. Jesus. Yeah. And they're, they're canceling <laughs> one of the live actions that's based off of one of the animes that they're doing. So the, the same show that they're doing now in animated form is one of the live actions that they canceled. That was the uh, flea bottom, which was going to be set in the slum of King's landing. That's no longer in development, at least the live action version of that. And at least one of the animated shows is going to be set in the Golden Empire of E.T. E.T. Is that how you pronounce it? Okay. Yeah, E.T. Yeah. Which is uh, inspired by Imperial China. So that sounds rad. Um, that's something we haven't Milking seen. Milking that Chinese dollars. Game of Thrones. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's how you make the big bucks. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, details haven't been announced on the other two animated shows, but, but that's happening. Yeah, they'll show up eventually, and nobody will care unless they're good. And if they're good, some hype might come back to Game of Thrones, but probably not. We shall see. Uh, well, is it, is it about that time, Todd? Unless you got any other news. I think it's about time for Miss Minutes. Uh, Miss Minutes. Oh my god, speaking of horror, that <laughs> when she shows up, Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, we are now talking all about the Loki finale. Yeah, the remainder of the podcast is now spoiler territory if you have not watched the season finale of Loki. I hear be spoilers. Uh, not that we've ever like announced that in all the rest of our in-depth coverage of this show. <laughs> yeah, just... but it's a finale, so. Okay, yeah. So Loki finale. Here we go. And I, I loved the, even the, the very beginning, once you get the Marvel Studios logo, they made a little special treat there where instead of the typical fanfare music, you just get all these radio signals coming out of the, the multiverse. Just, like they, yeah, just different, uh, different lines being said by the various heroes. Yeah, well, they start in like, yeah, the heroes in MCU history, and then they get into real world events, like you hear in the Alarm Strong you hear there was even Greta Thunberg in there, which I didn't catch until I rewatched it to write down notes. And I had the captions on it said Greta Thunberg is like, oh, shit. Uh, or she's doing, how dare they? Uh, Nelson Mandela, Maya Angelou. And then back around to the MCU, you hear visions. Ugh, what is grief? But lo what? But love persevering. And uh, and then finally, Sylvie telling Loki, open your eyes from the last episode when they enchanted uh, Eliath. And then there they are walking towards the, uh, the Citadel 
Um, and <laughs> it's hilarious. So after like some brief little conversation at the front door, front door opens like a creepy haunted house. They're walking in and the camera is dead on looking down this dark hallway. It's straight out of a horror flick. And then you get the jump scare of Miss Minutes right in our <laughs> fucking faces. Just boof. Hey, y'all. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, and so I love that, like up to this point, she's been so like charming and chill. But now they put her to spooky setting and you realize how creepy she actually can be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Tara Strong. Yep. So poof, hey y'all, and she welcomes them to the Citadel at the end of time, and starts talking about the uh, the person who lives there, he who remains. Finger quotes in the air, and uh, and she welcomes them to the Citadel. Uh, starts talking about that and what she basically wanting to cut a deal with them. It's the standard like when the bad guy is threatened because the heroes are getting close, like it's blatantly obvious. She's like, Oh, we'll give you whatever you want. You know, you can be reinserted to the end of the timeline together. What if, what if you won the battle of New York? Yeah. How would you like that? Like, it's like, how would you like a timeshare? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, and they, uh, of course they instantly see right through it. They're, you know, basically tell her to fuck off and she's like fine peace out bitches you know good luck and then disappears and they keep on going into the, the big spooky haunted mansion uh cut back over to the tva and then miss minutes returns over there to ravona in her office and she's getting her some some sort of files or something and she delivers the files to her pad but then ravona's like hey this isn't what i asked for but miss minutes says oh he thinks this will be more helpful or more useful or something. And Ravona's like, who? So it's pretty clear now that Ravona truly does not know who is the man behind the curtain. Like no, in the last episode, it was, it felt like, is she still manipulating or holding back? Is this back and forth? But no, she really doesn't know. Um, even though she's still like towing the company line. Um we cut back to the Citadel and uh, elevator door pops open and out comes he who remains, who turns out to be a pretty chill dude eating an apple. <laughs> uh, and he, this is uh, Jonathan Majors, uh, who was very recently from Lovecraft Country, which sadly was recently canceled. <laughs> um, and, and who is also... Kang the Conqueror in upcoming Ant-Man. Right. So this is a point where I was kind of like, oh man, this probably would have been, this episode would have been more impactful if I didn't know that news already. I didn't already know who it was supposed to be, but anyway, so we already know in casting news, which we've covered before on this podcast, that he's cast as Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. But for now, he's he who remains saying, hey, Let's come on. Come on. Let's talk in my office. Let's let's have a chat. Um, so the rest of this scene, you know, once they get up to his office, it's a very drawn out scene with him serving them tea, Sylvie trying to stab him every which away. And he just bloops. He, he does the time jumpy thing away from her, like perfectly every time. Like she he knows like every move that she's going to make. Um, we get back to the TVA and uh moby's our, our good old time dad mobius he uh, he goes in and con- confronts ravona as she looks like she's like 
scrambling papers together and getting ready to get the hell out of there. And she's kind of melting down. Like, even though she knows shit's fucked up, she's still arguing with him. Like, no, it, it can't have all been for nothing. Like this is the important work we're doing here, blah, blah, blah. And she calls one of the hunters into her office to like arrest him or, you know, uh, send him to the void or whatever the fuck. But he goes, yeah, no, that's not going to work out for you. Not, not that we now we know all your secrets or we, now that we know your secret, she's like, what did you do? And then he holds up the pencil that he saw in her office before that they've kind of alluded to several times in the show already. And the engraving on it says for all time, always, which, you know, catchy for the TVA. But then we cut over to 2018 Fremont, Ohio at a high school. So high schools are the theme this week, apparently with TV shows. (laughs) So in the MCU timeline, 2018 is when the Thanos snap happens. But everybody seems to be chill here, like this high school is operating as normal. So this is just before. This is pre-Thanos snap here. So normal everyday world. And uh, B-15, Hunter B-15 is on the run. And she lures the other hunters into an office with her and starts saying like hey we like you don't understand i need to explain like what's really happening to you blah 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 um and then we find out that it's not just anyone's office it's ravona's the og Mm -hmm. ravona in the timeline before she was plucked away to go work for the tva so the other hunter's like what the hell's going on here what's this doesn't make any sense and she's like we've got a lot to talk about Uh, so she's going to clue him and the rest of the hunters on you know what where their real lives were supposed to be what's really going on what's really going on yeah back at the citadel now he who remains uh he gets his big info dump all over loki and sylvie and us the audience um he's you know going on about you can't kill me because i know everything already i know what's gonna happen period because i wrote it um even them escaping the tva making it through the void and to him he claims that he designed it all to happen which sucks (laughs) uh they thought they had like broken free and beaten the game i think sylvie says something like no no we beat your game or we broke through the game or something but he's like nope you are still in it and so the big question of course is why why bother and he says something about like like to get them in the right mindset of where he wants them to be like in the right mindset to finish the quest, I think is the line. Yeah. Um, and then we're going bouncing back with all this, this, these two conversations happening back to back. So another quick scene with Ravona and Mobius arguing about, you know, giving people free will versus no, if we don't, that if we don't prune the, prune the timeline, it'll all be chaos and death, et cetera, blah, 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 Ravona going on. And it's clear at some point that they're never going to see eye to eye. So Mobius, you know, he's sad about it, but he gives up and he uh, just comes at her with the uh, the glowy stick to prune yeah. her and send her to you the You can board. tell he's not a hunter or a person that does any kind of combat because he just kind of lunges at her and she sidesteps him yeah. <laughs> like it was no big deal. He's like, I don't want to do this. And, and, you know, they were friends. And he even tries to convince her. Like, he tries like crazy. Like, come on, think of it. Like, we, this is our opportunity to maybe even build something better out of this, not just tear it all down. But she's like, no, nope, no, nope. she has drunk the Kool-Aid. And, but yeah, so he does a really half-assed, like, swing and a miss. And then he's on the, even on the floor, he's like, well, here I am. <laughs> and uh, he thinks then she's just going to, you know, stab him Send with him it. right back. 
but no no she's at least kind enough you know with their friendship and everything she just drops it and she walks away through the uh time portal that she opens up oh yeah he asks like where are you even gonna go and she says in search of free will so i'm assuming that we'll learn like whatever files that miss minutes gave her probably sent her on some clue maybe to go meet he who remains or something i don't know it'll probably be another version you know the version who remains yeah so she bails uh mobius is on the ground and then we're back to the citadel with more info dumping <laughs> um he who remained he's given us the quick marvel universe history so uh he's telling sylvie and loki like he he knows that it's not great what the tva is doing but it's absolutely necessary because because of what he's really afraid of is himself or other versions of himself so marvel universe history here so eons ago before the tva a variant of he who remains was a scientist on earth in the 31st century. Ah, remember we were uh, early on in this show when they were searching for the mysterious variant, there was like 30th century or 31st century, a weapon uh, left behind or something. Yep. Yeah. So which instantly pointed both myself and Byron's like Kang, Kang, Kang. Kang, Kang, yeah. <laughs> In Kiss Lights, Kang. So, <laughs> but yes, so he who remains, this version of this dude, um, he's explaining that long before the TVA, eons ago, a variant of himself, a version of himself, uh, was a scientist on Earth, 31st century, and he was the one, he was the guy to discover the multiverse. And not just discover it, but eventually he figured out how to contact other universes so he starts to meet other versions of himself and for a while there's peace they're all scientists they share knowledge and resources everything's great and groovy but of course in an infinite number of universes eventually they run into some not so nice versions like the versions that might be conquerors there you go just want to conquer new worlds so Eventually, all-out multiversal war breaks out, each reality trying to destroy one another. Uh, but then the first variant, at some point, discovers a creature created by all the tears in reality, capable of consuming time and space itself. We met that guy. His name was Eliath. Big, crazy cloud monster in the sky. So... He weaponized Eliath, used him to wipe out the other universes, the other realities. So after that, all he had to do was keep tabs on this one single timeline, the sacred timeline, making sure that it never branches again, hence setting up the timekeepers, the TVA, et cetera, et cetera. And that's it. He's telling them like, hey, you may not like it but it's the only thing that works. Like I've tried everything. I've gone through every scenario. Like this is it. This, this is the way it's got to be to save everything. Uh, but Sylvie immediately calls bullshit, calls him a liar. And he's like, Hey, if you want to go ahead and kill me. And then you'll have he, like, he gives them the choice. He says, yeah, I can let you have power and you can go back to the TVA as conquerors and take over and reshape it as you will. Yeah. Or you can kill me and 
everything fucking breaks loose. Yep. Yeah. So you can go ahead and kill me and then you'll have a shit storm on your hands. You'll, you'll be dealing with multiple versions of me, including the horrible ones that will come to crush and kill and destroy everything. Or, Hey, take over for me. Go ahead. Like go back to the TVA, run it how you want. Like just keep doing the good work, you know, and make sure the timeline is protected. I mean, he's even like, you can be, uh, He's like, no more lies. You can be the benevolent overlords of the TVA. Like, go ahead, tell them why the work is important. Like, don't even hide it from them, you know? So hopefully that rallies everybody to keep on doing what they're doing. Um, or just kill me and fuck everything up. <laughs> um, and it's it's a compelling argument. Like, you kind of, like, you're on his side. At least for me, I was like, shit. Like, okay. I mean, that's... But we know shit's going to go sideways because we know this is not going to end pretty like we know we've gone too far and we know the multiverses are coming and sylvie is still furious how he treated real people's lives like a game and and then he he snaps he yells at her oh just grow up like we're all villains here like we've all done horrible things but hey now you have the opportunity to do bad stuff for a good reason you know to you know sacrifice the variants the other timelines to save everything um and it's a convincing argument and oh and then there's a moment where he calms down for a second he goes whoa like almost keanu reeves whoa uh because he senses that they just crossed the threshold like he and he says like oh i lied before and i said i knew everything that's going to happen like i knew everything that was going to happen up to this point but now we're officially past that point i have no idea what's going to happen here <laughs> like so, so it, it is completely in your hands now and by the way, if you watch, if you watch him, like just past this point, it's an entire movie unto itself. Just him reacting to what happens next, the next like couple of scenes, is just perfect. Yeah, his facial expressions are golden. Uh, and even in that moment, yeah, after he says that and announces, like, "Hey, we're like, we're, you know." This is un unpaved territory here. This is a, you know, we, we have no idea what's going to happen here. You start to see outside the Citadel, the, the hints of the timeline already starting to branch a little. Yeah, you see the so, blue glowy tendrils of the, the timeline just starting to branch here and there. Yep. <clears throat> um, yeah, so now Loki is actually convinced. He's like, shit, okay, we got to think about this for a minute. Sylvie is 100% not. And so they argue and it gets to the point where it all goes to shit. Sylvie starts accusing him of like, oh, I get it. Like you, you want the throne. Like, oh, has this been a con the whole time? Like everything, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's a great scene. It's heartbreaking to watch because Loki, like the master of all liars and backstabbers, he is so genuine at this point. But he's met his match because she can't trust him after all the shit that she's gone through her entire life. She can't she, trust anybody. He can't trust. Yeah. And it, he boils it down for them. He's like, you can't trust and I can't be trusted. So where does that leave us? And it leaves them with a big slashy, slashy sword fight because she is hell bent on her mission and will not listen to, you know, just wait a minute, you know, wait a minute. Loki uh, won't listen to reason. And she is going in for the death blow at he who remains and 
Loki gets desperate enough to the point where he just teleports in between them. Like he's got her blade at his throat and she stops. Um, and, uh, and he calms her down for a second. He's, you know, trying, trying to get through to her. He's like, I've been, I like, I've been where you are right now. I know how you feel. And he's going on and he's saying he doesn't want to hurt her. He's like, I have no idea what to do. Like, I, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to throne. And he's trying to find the right words. And uh, it's a very touching moment. He, he boils it down to, I just want you to be okay. And it's a great moment because it's not, I love you or I want to be with you or something cheesy or tacky like that. It's just, I want you to be okay. And it's sweet. And it's sweet enough that she acknowledges her feelings and wonderful Hollywood kiss, even with the uh, like the music blaring in the background and everything. And the timeline in the background also just like almost shattering the the tendrils are now expanding rapidly now. Going, oh, fuck. The timeline itself is going, oh, did you see that shit? <laughs> and uh, the face on Kang is perfect as well. Like yep. his, his face. Oh, <laughs> he's just, he's one of the viewers at home. He's the audience. Like he should have had a little popcorn thing. Just like, oh my God. He he was definitely a uh, lo- locust shipper or, or lo- what was the, what was the name for the two? Loki, Silvus, Silvus. Silky? Well, how would you Silky? <laughs> Silky? How would you merge that? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, it's a beautiful moment, but then, you know, she says, but I'm not you, and pushes him away through a time door that she just opened using uh, Kang's uh, little pad doohy, his little specialized uh, temp pad there. Um, pushes him through a time door back to the TVA, it's it turns out that it's she was she had that moment she acknowledged her feelings but they both did but she pushed him away so she can still complete her mission that she's hell-bent on because she needs to see this man dead because as far as she's concerned like this is the person who's caused all the pain in her life like he has got to go like nothing you say is going to convince me otherwise um so that leaves Loki trapped at the TVA and her free to finish off he who remains. And again, he doesn't beg for his life, nothing. He's all smiles, uh, like you said, like a brilliant acting job by Jonathan Majors here. Um, yeah, she, he's, he's, he's done. He, like, he's lived his eons and he's just ready for what comes next. Right, yeah, yeah. Because they, earlier they were asking, like, why would you give us the keys to the kingdom? He's like, I am old and tired. Like, I'm eons old. It is a, a young man's game. <laughs> um, and he says, like, you know, what's going to happen is just another multiversal war and I'll eventually be back here anyway. So uh, another so version of me that's going to do the exact same thing will take over. Yep. So she boom, plunges her sword into his chest and he just says, see you soon. Cause he knows all the other versions of him are going to be coming. He dies. She falls to the floor crying and outside the timeline is branching like a motherfucker. And uh, back at the TVA, we get a shot of Mobius and B 15. They're watching on the monitors in the office and uh, Mobius goes, no turning back now. B 15 says, Hey, who said anything about turning back? <laughs> so brave new world at the TVA. Um, 
we cut over to uh, elsewhere in the TVA offices. Sad Loki is sitting being sad. He's sad as Keanu on a bench with a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but then he he shakes it off. He gets up. He starts moving. And uh, through the offices, as all the agents are running around, freaking out, all hands to battle stations, you know, uh, he finally finds Mobius and he starts babbling like a madman about everything he's seen and done. He's talking about he who remains. He's terrifying and he knows everything. And like we have to prepare for battle. Um, he's trying to get Mobius up to speed and Mobius cuts him off saying, all right, all right, calm down. You're you're an analyst, right? What division are you from? Who are you? what <laughs> and then it sinks in sinks in with loki sinks in with us the audience this is not our tva and loki just does the long stare into the distance he's looking out into like the entire tva core of the building and everything and he notices the statue where it used to be the statue of the timekeepers the three timekeepers the chucky e. cheese bots it is now a statue of Kang. Motherfucking now, Kang. Now it's it looks like who he just met, he who remains. He doesn't know the name Kang yet. However, comic readers familiar, uh, minus the helmet that from the comics, the outfit and everything. This is the version Kang the Conqueror. So in this reality that somehow Loki got pushed into, uh, don't know if it was out on purpose, it was probably just by accident. Sylvie, maybe uh, my theory is as the timeline started to branch sylvie you know she hit the button to to open up the time door and send him through she probably just wanted to kick him back to the tva that we are familiar with however i bet in season two we're going to understand that those temp pads are all fucked up now because there's multiple realities to go to now there's no no way of knowing where they're going to end up exactly which reality that's what i'm thinking so she either that or Either that or his is a special tempad uh, able to cross realities and she just wasn't used to it and just threw him into the TVA thinking it was her TVA. I'm I'm thinking, well, because all the other realities were supposed to be gone, right? We just had this isolated timeline until those final moments when it started branching like crazy. So I think with that... I don't think they were gone. I think they were just isolated, protected. So the multiverse still exists... But this, the sacred timeline, is isolated from those the other uh, the other multiverses. I think that's how it works. Hmm. All right, maybe. Yeah. Well, either way, he yeah. is in the wrong TVA. He's got no allies now, <laughs> and uh, he's gonna have to start from scratch. <laughs> yeah, he's back to square one. Yeah. Although at least they believe him to be an analyst. Like they don't even recognize him as a Loki either. So they're not after him. So that's good, at least, at least in this moment. But that's the last final moment we get credits roll until we get a close up of Loki's TVA file and a stamp being put on it. Loki will return in season two. (laughs) Sally had a tweet that I hope is absolutely true. Uh, that uh, we're we're hoping that uh, they already filmed season two, and it just got cut. It was it was supposed to be one season and just got cut in half due to COVID pandemic bullshit. Yeah. And season two is going to drop in like six months, or it totally is. It, no, we're not uh, going to see it for like. Of course not. Of course a, not. A year and a half or something <laughs> at best. Yeah. Um, but but 
that that uh, that final scene, like not the stamp, but the final scene, that makes me think we're going to get another another copy of Loki in the TVA. If they recognize him and they say, "Oh, you're an analyst," that means he's familiar to them in that in his current shape. So there's another Loki working at TVA that at that particular TVA. I don't know. The way I took that moment was Mobius just like trying to calm him down and uh, assuming that he was an analyst. Like he had the, you know, typical standard clothes on or at least an approximation of it. So, I mean, and he's yeah. over there babbling at them saying like, we got to do something. I imagine, I don't think Mobius would have suspected him to be some random variant running up to him and saying, Hey, we need to, you know, get ready and blah, 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 blah. I'm assuming he was just like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Who the hell are you, bro? Are you like Steve from the mail room or something? Like, kill the <laughs> fuck out, bro. <laughs> that's that's the way I took that moment. But, okay, okay. Um, like, who the fuck are you? Do you know who I am? <laughs> uh, um, so I I and I shared my initial thoughts with you, Todd, right after we finished watching it. Meg and I initially I was actually kind of let down by this finale, and the reason why was because I had no idea that a season two was happening. I was convinced that this was going to be a one-shot deal like WandaVision and the continuation of the multiverse storyline was just going to, you know, play out in Dr. Strange and Spider-Man and whatever. Like I had no, yeah, I had no suspicion. I was convinced like, no, this is a one season deal and that's that limited series. And so I was so dead set on that thinking that I was expecting all kinds of payoff here. Yeah. You were expecting yeah. a resolution and there yeah, was really no more, resolution. Yeah. More action, more resolution. And there was like, yeah, barely any at all or none. And it was a In giant. Fact, it, it added people. more. Yeah. And it was this long and, you know, a finale that was essentially a long Tarantino-esque talk piece. <laughs> and so <laughs> I felt kind of gypped. I was like, really? Like that's, Fuck. I mean, I'm glad a season two is coming, but oh man, I was just like, I had my, I was waiting for the big grand finale. And then I was like, phew, like the steam went, like the air went out of my sails. Um, but after that, giving it a day or two, and then I knew I was going to rewatch it to like sit there and do my podcast notes and stuff. Then I could appreciate it for what it was. And, you know, this is just, this is a midway point at best of our journey here. So then I love the shit out of it. <laughs> um, I agree with you on all accounts. Basically, I had the same reaction. Um, I loved the episode as it was happening, but like you get to the end and there's no mid credit scene. There's no end credit scene. There's no resolution to any of our storylines. It adds more storylines. The universe is cracking and breaking. Like nothing is fucking resolved in this finale. Nothing. Yeah. Like the Syl Sylvie and Loki kiss and that's not resolved. Like nothing is fucking resolved, but also you have the explosion of Kang. And we know that Kang is a top 10 Avengers level villain. So we know we are going to be dealing with this for this entire phase. Yeah, he is he is phase four's Thanos, effectively. Yes. Yeah. Or at least the many versions of him, I guess. I don't know if we'll end up focusing onto one or if we'll get just a multitude of them we're dealing with. 
No, I think we're getting a multitude. I think we'll get a version for each of our... Uh, I think we'll get a version for Doctor Strange. We'll get a version for Ant-Man. We'll get a version for... Um, Spider-Man? Spider-Man. I think, I think he will be in all of them. Oh, man. Give me all... Give me the whole pantheon give me the whole spider-man villain gang just give me all of them going toe-to-toe with peter parker and having to deal with with kang at some point oh my god give me i want alfred molina in this bitch (laughs) give me doc ock fucking shit up which we know thanks to his you know loose lips that he we are getting him (laughs) thanks to his i'm old i don't give a fuck anymore (laughs) yep uh oh i bet feige was so pissed (laughs) um a few final thoughts from the people involved in the show i did catch a little youtube interview with uh, richard e grant uh it was a very fun little quick five minute thing he was very annoyed that he did not get the standard marvel muscle suit (laughs) he said he looked like kermit the frog in that loki outfit (laughs) (laughs) He he did very much look old man scrawny He's like, I'm the, I'm in the Kermit suit. <laughs> he, looked, he looked like Rick putting on a suit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sophia DiMartino, uh, Sylvie, uh, talked about those final moments and the kiss and everything. She was mentioning how they, they only uh, received the scripts one episode at a time. So as they're finishing filming one episode, they received the script for the next one. So they got to experience, they were, she was as you know, surprised by the events coming as she was reading these scripts. Um, she mentioned that uh, the moment when uh, Loki tells her he wants her to be okay and how her, she says how like Sylvie's heart breaks a little because she still, she acknowledges it that, you know, he, he gets her, he, he appreciates her and, and, you know, understands her pain and everything but she still chooses the mission over him because she's still in the mindset that killing the man responsible for all the pain in her life is gonna fix her make her feel better yeah she's still she hasn't uh gotten past that like loki's gotten past his um own personal brand of shit (laughs) so she kisses him but sends him away so she doesn't have to hurt him and then finishes her mission it's it's kind of like the breakup kiss the goodbye kiss (laughs) so who knows what'll happen next Uh, she says she claims to know absolutely nothing about season two so far so um there was a few bits from the director of the series kate heron who unfortunately she said she is not going to be back for season two she's handing it off to somebody else um no word on who that somebody else is going to take over is going to be uh but she let slip a few details number one she just like the fans hopes that they get mobius on a jet ski in season two (laughs) (laughs) not up to me like it's not up to me but i really hope that they do like the opening that should be the opener of the season is mobius on a jet ski so she's with us (laughs) um and she also mentioned that there were several versions several iterations that they went through of that uh miss minutes confrontation there including a fight scene we almost got a full-on fight scene with miss minutes going ape shit on Sylvia <laughs> loki and I, release the minutes cut minutes cut we need it uh um and if you were if you were wondering because okay first off hey we have to wait for season two. We were a bit bummed about that. However, 
we didn't get what we were expecting, which was pro- probably the sacrifice play. You know, True. maybe still be replacing Loki as, uh, you know, our Loki for the rest of the MCU. Tom Hiddleston, you know, he's been there for 10 years uh, plus now. So for anybody wondering how long Tom Hiddleston is going to be in the MCU, there was uh, a little Q&A session online in this past week. After, I think it was immediately after the finale. Uh, they did some little fan Q&A online. It might have been a Reddit q and I forget. But somebody flat out asked, like, how long will he keep playing Loki? And Tom Hiddleston said he is happy to play Loki for the rest of his damn life. <laughs> he loves the character. He is as long as Marvel and the fans still let him, he will be there as Loki. So that's exciting. That's sweet. And I, I can imagine Loki is not as rough on his body as the other as the Marvel heroes, because he doesn't have to get super buff. He just has to stay in vaguely good shape yeah yeah he's uh oh i got the quote here he said if i were asked to play loki for the rest of my life would i yeah absolutely i'm so lucky that i've gotten to play loki for this long and you know i feel he's he's such an interesting character who's been around in human consciousness for so long he's got so many different aspects so many different complex characteristics that it feels like every time i play him i find out something new or we get to evolve him or take him down an avenue that we haven't gone down before um yeah, he's been around for a while. I think he's going to be around for a lot longer. Meanwhile, I'll just hold on for as long as people want me to hold on for. So, sweet. Uh, and in uh, a funny little bit, the one of the writers for, or the writer for Ant-Man coming up, since we're, uh, you know, anticipating all the fallout from the events of the series, you know, to trickle into all the movies, the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania writer Jeff Loveness tweeted out after the finale, Loki, what have you done? And he <laughs> tweeted a, a piece of comic art with, this is a real uh, cover from, it's a variant cover from uh, Venom number 35. And it's Venom and Spider-Man playing basketball, <laughs> like pro <laughs> basketball in a stadium with an audience with Venom dunking on Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> The silliest shit. So yeah, Jeff Lovitz is like, "What have you done, Loki?" Yeah, yeah, and that's it. That's all I got. Um, I'm. Ugh, it was. This has been my favorite journey so far in the uh, in the TV shows. Like Wandavision is right up there too. It's a very very close second, but Loki has stolen my heart. <laughs> I I would agree. I would say. A minus, A plus if it would have had some resolution to some of our storylines, but it's it's a strong A minus. Yeah, you don't get the plus without jet skis. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, jet skis alone would have given it the plus. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. I, I still got to go. I'm going to see Black Widow um, probably within the next week or two, whenever I have time. Um, and then we've got what if and then i think hawkeye will be the next one yeah i think yeah hawkeye is in september or october one of those yeah so we got we got a ways to go like uh the what ifs definitely feel like throwaways because they're not really promoting it they they just released a quick stinger trailer so I think those are definitely going to be, and and it is what if. So what if in itself is a throwaway. 
exactly yeah it's just a part of like i mean it kind of ties in because it's like well the multiverse exists now so we can tell literally any story we want um but as far as the continuing phase four main storyline it's not like a must see you know yeah so we we've got uh, we've got some time until Hawkeye premieres. Let's see. We'll have to go back to um, actually reviewing movies. <laughs> yeah, no shit. All right, and let's ho- finally get to Twister. Let's. Finally- <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right, it's still we're still in 2021, so it's still the 25th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, ninety six, along with Mission Impossible. So, uh, so uh, Netflix just uh, threw up T uh, two on there, and that's been the, its big, like, every time I open Netflix, that's been the big slash screen. You might want to watch Terminator, and then it shows the the brief trailer. Nice. So I finally uh, rewatched it, and uh, I'm 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 glad they showed that, and then they have the sequel where she retires to a mountain town to raise her kids and. Mary Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> uh, that was so okay. So you know how that that thing where two very similar movies from two different studios come out right about the same time. Oh yeah, it's quite clear that somebody was shopping this movie around town. They were shopping a spec script, and then like one move, one vi- one studio passed on it, but then they got word that the other studio decided to make it, and so then they go and make their own version. So we had. Um, uh, Dante, Volcano and uh, Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak and Volcano. Now I feel like I was on the opposite end of it because I feel like all of my friends saw Volcano and nobody knew what the fuck Dante's Peak was, but I love Dante's Peak. <laughs> you got freaking Sarah Connor and James Bond. What more do you want? Come on. Exactly. Yeah. Fighting a volcano. Of course, I loved Volcano also because you had fucking... Uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Heche fighting a volcano in downtown fucking LA. Yeah, I never saw that one except for like the final five or 10 minutes on TV. Oh, it's there. so cheesily bad. It's amazing. Oh God. Is that going to be another one for our list? <laughs> Absolutely. Re- the rest of 2021 is just going to be us reviewing bad disaster movies. If you have not watched volcano, you owe it to yourself to watch it at least once. Okay. All right. I mean, between that and Independence Day, it kind of got me into the job that we're doing right now. <laughs> I did back when we were first in the cable operations center back in San Diego, I did have this thrift store, like dollar buy. It was a used corduroy jacket. And I was running around one day with my glasses on and my hair was all disheveled. And I was like, man, Jeff Goldblum would be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. running around an operation center babbling shit yeah. <laughs> all right guys we should get out of here i'm sure we're over time but thank you for joining uh go watch loki a thousand more times and enjoy yourself and um and uh i don't know play more video games yes yeah all right this is tony all of the video games this is todd and meg later guys <laughs>